Greetings, Internet friends. Welcome to the audio edition of Walking and Talking, the show in which I reflexively report on the experience of reflexively reporting on my experience up through meta-levels of cognition until the illusions of meaning, subject-object duality, and temporality vanish altogether for four-hour durations. Since this is a back episode that was originally shot as a video, I may occasionally refer to something visual, but by and large, all the relevant information is included in the audio. If you appreciate this show, you can help ensure its continued existence by supporting it via Patreon or PayPal, and I'll put those links in the show notes. I'm an anti-consumerist tightwad who likes to extract the greatest possible utility from the scantest of resources, which is to say that if you make even a small donation, I'll make it go a long way in producing this content. And without further ado, let's get on to the Nothing Burger. Damn, what is up? I'm scrambled. I am out of sorts. Because I let myself drift downstream. I let myself go with the current. With the current. I let gravity control me. And now I'm all fragmented. I'm all in bits. As you can discern immediately by my lack of coherency. But I'm just gonna go ahead and be here in my fragmented out of sorts frizzle and just keep talking even though I know that I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for vocabulary and grabbing the wrong thing, and it comes back, and I'm just gonna let, let these wrong words be here anyways, cause that's what. Why the hell not? You know what I'm saying? Look at these. Look at these. Look at. The, we're gonna get a better gander of that in the future, but. So, something's happening here, you know. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't spiraled into uh, a, uh, you know, a reactionary uh, self-loathing thing yet. And quite to the contrary, even I seem to be able to uh, find some form of acceptance. To, of a uh, state of mind that I, in previous times, would decry and reject as sub-ideal, <clears throat> undesirable, clouded. Peep that out. That's a whole... That's a whole field of sunflowers, isn't it? What is this place? What is this place that I'm in? I don't understand it, but I love it. You know, and that's analogous to this mental state as well. 
I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm having fun anyways. Cause look, look at these look at these rows of sunflowers. What is this? What is this weird collision? Between the human and the natural world that we're living in. Look, get a get a load of this. I'm gonna be covered in ticks by the end of this. Look at that. I'm tempted to I'm tempted to like give you plant information, but I'm not gonna. Just look. We can just look at this and and dig this sensorial experience here without without adding any layers of knowledge for the time being. Even though that potential exists, because I could tell you I could tell you things about this. I could tell you things about this, but I'm just resisting that for now. Maybe I will later, you know? We don't, we don't have to not. But I'm just leaving that as potential. I'm just, it's sometimes even funner to talk about something in the extra level of abstract. Know what I'm saying? It's this is this is word salad, but you gotta eat your salad sometimes. Word word salad is food too. Come on. We we get the we get the we get the general uh, gist of what Joe Biden's saying. We get the gist. Look at that. Wheat. What is this place? People all these. Is this dog bane? I think it is. Is there a dead stalk around? I don't see any. It's it's loosey goosey today on walking and talking and that's how I love it at this moment. Look at these Japanese beetles. On this tangle of 
of what looks to be a dog bane holding everything up all bound together i th i'm i'm guessing by like a uh, a polygon aca type vine uh something i tend to call wild buckwheat and when it gets seeds it's going to be these three-sided seeds like buckwheat and then we got pokeweed over here another one poisonous at this stage so i understand but when it's just coming up you know that was a really popular food in the south But uh, one time, pokeweed, you know, the berries, these, these, uh, these guys turn dark purple. These, like, really conspicuous racemes of dark purple berries, but they're, but they are poisonous. Uh, but people make a dye out of them. And one time at this, uh, kind of collective farmhouse that I lived at, uh, I had this, this, uh, housemate, Emil, love him to death, love him to death, uh, but could be, uh, you know, he could succumb to lapses of judgment at times, and, uh, one day I was cleaning out the deep freezer, you know, as one has to do, you just, just like, stuff sits down in the chest freezer, stuff sits down just in the bottom there, and you forget all about it, you forget what's in there, and it stays there for years, just taking up space. So I was cleaning out the uh, chest freezer there, and pulled out this big bag of purple berries, uh, and like, you know, just assuming it was some kind of edible berry because why else would it be in the freezer but I didn't exactly recognize the berry it's like you know these are these nice purple berries but I don't exactly recognize what these are so I tasted a little handful a little handful I ate a little handful and they didn't taste good they taste they did not taste good and uh, I was still trying to place what they were and then I was like oh shit these are these are totally pokeberries these are poisonous and uh, and I had already eaten, but a little handful. But I didn't feel any ill effects. I didn't feel sick or anything like that. I was fine. Uh, so maybe there's some anecdotal evidence that you can eat a little bit of pokeberries. And I uh, remember, I vaguely remember some story. Uh, my other housemate Jason was like, you know, recounting some kind of lore that. You eat like one pokeberry a year and it'll and you'll live longer or some kind of shit like that. But anyhow, uh I am I am uh assuming that uh Emil probably collected those pokeberries and in a bag and put them in the freezer with uh on some kind of whim and with the intent intent to dye something purple with them later on and forgot about it and didn't label them, <clears throat> but no harm done. Um, anyhow, I'm, you are, pro you're probably noticing that this episode of Walking Talking 
differs markedly from the last one, which you probably watched, and it was like I'm thinking now of the last one. I'm I I uh, liked the experience. I liked the video because I felt really uh, clear. I guess I felt very calm. Um, I felt this the uh, an, an opening up type of feeling. I felt a resolution of many of uh, very much emotional tension that had been building in me over the course of weeks, uh, and I, I felt a uh, some kind of uh, very uh, useful processing happening of my my thinking around. Uh, political events <clears throat> of our times and my own relationship to the media and and things like that and uh, and then so like I, I post the video and then I, I feel uh, a, a brief sense of accomplishment and uh, and then I'm then I'm faced with this uh, Dilemma because I'm still st uh, living in the shadow of something that I have turned mentally into uh, an, an achievement, an accomplishment. I've set myself a bar, a standard, or something like that. Even if I'm, even if a part of me knows, like, just you know, immediately let go of that. And so I come out here today not feeling. Um, <clears throat> You know, in in any kind of I what I would ordinarily consider an ideal physiological state. So, for instance, last walking and talking, I did it in the morning before eating, and you know, having my nice blast of yerba mate with the chamomile mixed in. So, you know, feeling alert but also calm but today it's already late afternoon and uh, I've spent all today you know reading reading shit on the internet and uh, uh, getting getting stoked about something on else on YouTube and uh, eating freaking um, pancakes with turnip green pesto on it because you know I've been growing all these turnips and uh, tried making some pesto out of the greens because I'm getting, I'm just, you know, have so many turnip greens, I gotta figure out a different way to eat them. And, uh, and then having stayed up late, um, scrambling my brain last night by like, you know, just scrolling through the internet, uh, of stimulating shit, so. Here I am now in sort of like a uh, contradistinct um, mental, physiological, energetic state, uh, but nonetheless feeling feeling uh, fine about it, you know. Because what's what what ultimately is wrong with that, you know? It's not like I didn't really enjoy all this shit. It's not like I didn't really enjoy 
going through going through the internet and reading stuff and getting fired fired up again about class politics and then uh, you know feeling like I found a comrade on YouTube <clears throat> and then uh, you know just flooding my brain with with uh, varied and senseless imagery and ideology and so on and uh, fill, filling my body with pleasurable foods and I'm not just talking about the turnip green pesto that's healthy you know I eat I eat healthy stuff and then I eat some bullshit on top of that just for pleasure And uh, and I eat it late late enough at night that I wake up in the morning like, what the fuck's going on? A little bit, but then then I wake up and and have my yerba mate and then I'm ready to get, ready to get fired up again. Uh, but you know it. But then you know it necessitates coming out here. I have to physically remove myself from the freaking computer or uh, you know I just do in order to have this this kind of um, relationship to my mind state you know maybe my mind state is <clears throat> overstimulated and fragmented oh, cardinal saw a couple cardinals aka red-winged redbird there it is Look at that bucolic vista. I don't even I don't even care if I remember what I was just saying two seconds ago. I have I have to uh, you know physically remove myself from the computer in order to have this type of relationship to my mind state. One of one of acceptance, I guess. Of, uh, you know, getting out of the, uh, the rapids, the turmoil. I'm, go I'm just going to go ahead and, and speak fast and, and let myself error, error, E-R-R, -R, with vocabulary and let it, let it come out a little jumbled because that it can produce some interesting results sometimes when you just are reaching really quickly for words and you, you get the wrong one, but you get the gist, you know? You get the gist of all of this. Like Joe Biden. It's all right, Joe, we understand you. It's not your fault. Oh, but I feel like there were a bunch of things that I was saying. I don't know, but right now I'm just going to tell you, keep an, keep an eye out for this if you're in the eastern half of the United States, Autumn Olive, because these make 
these deliciously sour berries in late fall. The Sour Patch Kids of the woods. See them on roadsides and edges, edge zones like this. All these blackberries everywhere. Just gotta wait a few weeks for these. But there's, uh, I may be adopting a bit of a persona here. I mean, it, it's, it beats, it beats getting like, um, painfully so agonizingly self-critical, you know? It it really beats be, being agonizingly self-critical. Or does it? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe being agonizingly self-critical is fun. But look at all these look at all these lanternfly nymphs. See how many of these we can kill. But as is my policy, I keep all violence off screen. Die, die. See, I, they just jump really fast. You know, killing, killing living beings for the good for the good of living beings. It's what we're supposed to do. Look at this nice lamb's quarters. It's a wild uh, superfood, as if you want to, you know, give it a a brand name that fits cozily into uh, our performance-centered culture today. A superfood. Which, it'll enable you top performance! Because it's nutrient-packed! Superfood! Don't settle for any regular food! Only eat superfoods! You want to be among today's elite? You want to compete with the best? Then you better get on some superfood shit. You want to traverse class boundaries? Then you better get on some superfood shit. Especially when it's free and abundant grows all around you, even in urban environments. Lamb's quarters. It's closely related to quinoa. You can eat it any way that you could eat spinach. 
You can make a quiche out of it. You can just cook it like greens. You can eat it raw. Look how much of it is here free for the taking. It's a weed. It's a weed in this field. You go to an organic farm and they'd, they might even pay you to pull it out. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the size of this one. Look how big that leaf is. Goose foot. Goose foot. It was um, an important food for native peoples. Look at all these sunflowers. But let me tell you something. A lot of a lot of the barriers, a lot of a lot of uh, class-based barriers in our society, you know, that keep people in shitty situations. Are not necessarily explicitly economical. I mean, they they run on economic lines pretty consistently, but you can get around them without having to be rich. I, I think, I think, if you're willing to be, if you're willing to be a freak, you know, and I realize that being a freak is something that's more readily afforded to people in privileged situations than others, and that being a freak is riskier for some people than it is for others, and certain people have more at stake. You know, in terms of like being willing to go against the social norms around you. But if you're willing to go against the social norms around you and be a little bit of a freak, you might be able to, you might find some very wonderful and life enriching opportunities. Like being able to eat this, eat free food that's really healthy. Change your relationship with food. Change your relationship with the economy. With the health system, you know? I haven't I haven't gone to a doctor in definitely over a decade definitely over a decade maybe maybe like 15 years or something and I know that that's like due a lot to luck 
Well, I mean, it's it has to do with everything. Whether you want to call it luck or destiny, whether you want to attribute it to my socioeconomic status. <clears throat> but, I am saying that certain cultural factors and certain habits and behaviors... can have a huge benefit in that realm. Like you don't have to you don't have to necessarily be of a certain socio socioeconomic status to eat this stuff if you know what to eat. And you don't have to have a college degree to know what kind of to learn what kind of wild foods you can eat. You can learn. Go check out a my go check out my new favorite YouTube channel. It's called Crime Pays But Botany Doesn't. You'll love it. You'll love it. I just I just want to encourage people to not be afraid. Because you can you can learn things that that uh, may while maybe not completely and immediately uh, you know completely uh, liberate you from economic <clears throat> necessity, it can by degrees liberate you, and also you know by degrees kind of liberate you from. What our society predominantly values. That stuff is, is mutable. You don't have to. You don't have to value yourself. Along the same terms that. The dominant society values things. Trust, trust your, you know, your immediate experience, I, I think. But I should probably, I don't know about trust your immediate, there, there might be some qualifications to be made there because I don't know exactly what <clears throat> assumptions you might be operating under without realizing it. Now my mouth's kind of dry.
But I think, you know, learning about plants is, uh, is really powerful because they, they are all around you, you know? It, like, unless you live in a real, like, in a real concrete jungle, but even there, like, even there, plants, plants will break through the concrete. Useful plants. And, uh, you know, it's a, it just can be this very, like, immediate, sensorial, rewarding <clears throat> way of learning things and that changes your relationship with the world around you so that you don't only see uh like like your only route towards your your only connection with the world is not only is not only mediated through the man-made world through the commodified world which is always trying to extract some value out of you but you can sidestep that and interact with a world that is at very least barely mediated. I mean, like, look, I mean, somebody like mowed this and these, this corn is planted, so it's not like this world is, uh, this landscape is untouched by human culture or anything like that. But my relationship with it is totally uncommodified. I mean, I may, I may be uh, in a way, in a way, commodifying it by describing plants' use value to you, by like, you can eat this and stuff. But that's like, for me, that's like just one little avenue of advertising something to you, trying to make something appealing to you that can ultimately be a bridge into uh, a much less mediated, uh, much less commodified much less bleak relationship with the world. It just opens up a whole other dimension. And for me, it's not even, it's not like a, the ultimate end. Like I'm not the type who thinks that we all need to uh, return to nature I don't think that is society's proper telos, a total return to nature, but I do think it, I think I do think that we are that that aspect of our being <clears throat> is repressed in most modern people, and that to uh, return and repair that connection makes a much stronger basis of being in the world that can allow that can you know can allow upward growth and transcendence you know resting on a a firmer <clears throat> foundation you know cuz it's a it's a it really contributes to one's sense of independence I mean even if I'm not necessarily like 
out in the woods surviving 100% on wild foods like uh, some of these survivalist um, entertainment figures. I at least have a strong sense that that remains an option that I could I could pursue and go towards uh, if I wanted or needed to. And having been fortunate fortunate enough to connect uh, with some other people that are have gone further in that direction than I and have developed those skills more than I. Uh, this, this kind of uh, frees me up to act in society or at least in relationship to society in, in a non-like need-based way, you know, I'm not like, I don't feel beholden to, what the fuck? Asparagus? This is, is this asparagus? I don't, I didn't know about these, these little guys. I gotta check, can some, if there's like, if there's a plant, Another plant wizard watching this. Can you tell me if this is, if asparagus grows these little berry-like things? Cause what the heck else would is this? Something I don't know. I think that's probably asparagus. Stalking the wild asparagus, man. We found it. I think. I mean, this is, this, it's just one component of how, uh, it frees me up to interact with society in, in a way where I don't feel like I have to compromise in order to meet my own needs. And I recognize that there are very, I, I fully recognize that there are many other aspects involved in that that uh, it's likely that I'm at any t given time taking one or more of those aspects for granted and not not realizing uh, <clears throat> some of some of the contextual conditions uh, that that allow for me to do what I'm doing. I mean, it, it, it may, it may be possible to, maybe, it might be impossible to be, f be totally fully cognizant of all the material conditions <clears throat> that allow for me to exist as I am, all the interconnections, you know, All of all of the historical factors, but you try, you know, you 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 try to be be cognizant of all of that and and to take it into account of your of your worldview. 
uh, and and because one thing that that kind of cognizance does is humbles you and and you I'm not like falsely attributing everything to to my own uh, individual agency and excellence you know and if you are a hundred percent honest about oneself you always have to recognize that every single aspect of your personality of your being everything everything about you is completely dependent on circumstances that you don't control or you know it's dependent on stuff that was in motion before your birth and ultimately going back to the beginning of time whenever that was if it exists and so you you can't like any any sense of like inflated egotism of like it's it's me a hyper agentic self-creating self that has forged my own path in the world against all odds is uh, something that is is certainly misinformed and either naive or ignorant. Uh, but what was I saying? I mean... So that in, in some way feels like uh, some kind of uh, big disclaimer or something, or just uh, some kind of like, uh, some kind of asterisk looming over what I'm saying. But nonetheless, <clears throat> if I may proceed under the illusion of the possibility of free will and agency, then I'll say that I desire <clears throat> to impart to you uh, the inspiration and encouragement to, to be a freak to some extent, by which I mean to To follow the 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 to get, to orient yourself towards the 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 most true and the most good and the most beautiful possible expressions of your life, even if they seem opposed to the cultural currents around you. And I, I wish to assure you that while that mo might not necessarily be uh, easy, And that you may face every every single person is going to 
face different obstacles, whether they be material or social. Or, you know, in internalized versus uh, external. That those barriers are worth overcoming and uh, in this process other things will open up for you that you may not have anticipated. Things will work out in one way or another if you're willing to if you're if you're willing to work and and to kind of jump into the unknown. say work look at this look at this uh, lanternfly nymph it's at its Darth Maul stage you know they make it they don't make it hard to kill because they look so creepy they look so creepy ah! ew Uh, just to provide you uh, some context as to why I'm killing these insects, it's because they are this uh, highly invasive pest that is uh, killing trees around us. Oh shit! Like, look at that. If I don't know if you can see it well, but this branch up there is just swarmed, swarmed with spotted lanternfly nymphs all over it, and. Uh, I mean, fortunately, I think this is just a tree of heaven, which is itself an invasive kind of weed tree that uh, runs amok through the United States. It grows super fast, breaks really easily so that it, you know, falls down on people's houses and cars and bodies. <clears throat> but is also... Uh, favored by the spotted lantern fly which just like sucks the sap out they they i think they like drill in there and suck the sap out and uh they just create so many holes in the tree's bark that it that uh sometimes they die and so i i'm like go ahead and kill all the trees of heaven that you want but then the problem is that they get on the fruit trees you know they like fruit trees too things with sweet sap they, they'll kill cherry trees and apple trees and peach trees and so on and I'm not cool with that but so you know you walk around and you see a vulnerable lantern fly and you kill it but it just feels like a drop in the bucket because there's there's so darn many a drop in the ocean I mean
But, uh, so I'm like, I'm at this place, and, uh, I've been here once before, and I'll show you some other segments of it that are really quite amazing, but, uh, I think that this place just kind of happens to, uh, mirror a mental process that's going on right now, which is not uncommon in, in walking and talking that, uh, I very frequently find that geographical, the geographical phenomena of where I'm walking mirrors in various ways psychological and emotional processes that happening, that are happening when I'm walking and talking in a way that almost feels magic sometimes, but, or, or at least feels like, uh, trans-rational and, uh, definitely lends at least some, like, circumstantial evidence <clears throat> Towards aspects of mysticism that I don't fully understand uh, in relation to uh, non-duality, you know, self-other dichotomy, if you will. But namely, what I'm talking about is... I have a mental state today that we could consider as damaged by society. You know? It's it's defiled. Defiled by society. It doesn't smell like anything. Uh you know, I'm talking about my my uh scatterbrained quality uh, fragmented nature of my thinking today, but at the same time, there is a, um, there is a meta-awareness that is completely accepting of that and enjoying it. And weirdly, the more that I accept and enjoy and appreciate my, my fragmented consciousness, <clears throat> it seems like the less fragmented it appears. And so I'm saying that there's a corollary in this geographical location and that this is like, uh, this is a, a state game lands. And as you will see later, as you will see later, this is a piece of land that is highly fucked up and scarred by by human society and yet at the same time it's pretty damn beautiful and unique and if we if we are able to conceptually and emotionally transcend this dichotomy between culture and nature and not and not completely vilify 
the human built world. As, as desecrating the pure natural world, <clears throat> we can we can in fact appreciate a certain beauty that that comes from this collision of 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 different of ostensibly different worlds. But if we're gonna be honest, you know. Humans are part of nature too, and even even post-industrial society is is also governed. It did, even post-industrial society does not break any any fundamental laws that also govern the the quote-unquote natural world and if we are able to kind of like widen our perception it is possible to to see them with the same eye to understand them as being both manifestations of the same thing going on and as I increasingly feel uh, real growth in understanding always comes from transcending dichotomies and integrating dichotomies. There are so many fucking blackberries here. Holy shit, this is a fucking humongous field of blackberries. What the fuck? You could spend a fucking you could you could spend the entire fucking blackberry season picking here and there'd still be plenty. Holy shit. Look at all those. There are so many damn blackberries here. You know? Talk about sidestepping the economy. You know? Step, step out. Step out. But anyhow, let's let's um, let's go ahead and uh, walk out of this more plant-based zone and and get into this collision that I'm talking about. And I say I say plant-based in in slight uh, mocking of of this term, which. Is, is uh, you know a plant-based diet is much more congenial to the uh, athletic performance kind of 
consumer market than is saying saying the word vegan because because you say the word vegan it's like way unsexy because that's moralizing and I understand that and then you say plant-based and it's like it's plant it's a plant-based diet because it boosts your athletic performance So you can win the fucking triathlon and be superior to all those other fucking meat-eating losers. So, anyways, let's get out of let's get out of this plant-based zone. And uh get towards the post-industrial ruins. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me uh, talking about the future of this video. I'd hardly ever do that. Talking about it, uh, ex exposing the fact that I sort of know where I'm walking here and what we're gonna see, and giving you intimations of what we're gonna see. Not giving a shit about being present. You know, I can't, these days, these days, I'm finding it harder and harder to do things that aren't fun. And this is this is really fun for me. This is this is what I mean by fun. I just have a hard time like ha like having a desire to like compete in society in in the ways that we're supposed to do I mean in some in some removed way you can call this you know this what I'm doing is participating in society, and that's fine. That's fine. I I, I am kind of I am kind of like uh, playing up another another dichotomy here uh, by kind of like uh, styling myself as <clears throat> you know outside of society. It's it's not really true. It could be said just as rightly that I'm a product of society and that I'm just kind of participating in society in a, a contemporary way. Oof, my stomach kind of hurts probably from eating too much uh, 
raw turnip greens. And then, I don't know, maybe this, uh, who knows, maybe this lamb's quarters leaves were like uh, overly full of nitrogen or, or something. I don't know what the hell they do to these fields. Or nitrates or whatever. I don't I don't know what's going on. It's hot though. It's it's hot and uh I, I look up I look back in this video I look at my memory of I, I access my memory of the past hour or so and form this conception of a persona that has manifested and feel more or less neutral towards that conception of a persona. But at a moment again where it feels a little bit similar to like the beginning of the video and that like I still feel uh, like it's a blank page in front of me. And maybe I even, maybe even in some of these gaps I feel like a, a note of distress of a, a distressing note of what if you run out of energy? What if that yerba mate is gonna run out and you're gonna be, you're just gonna be boring to yourself and to everybody else. But See now, yeah, 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 and then I'm, then I don't know what to, I don't know where to go now. And then sometimes I, then sometimes I get a fear as if that little, uh, that little, you know, nugget of doubt, a little nugget of doubt has entered uh, your, your pristine psychological ecosystem that was doing fine before now you've got this kernel of doubt and it's gonna spiral into to a horrible experience but while I observe that and as I remark upon it in this moment what's happening is that I'm just in I'm just enjoying speculating on that possibility and in that enjoyment of speculation, I'm like, even that possibility, I don't feel afraid of. And then 
the fact that I don't feel afraid of that possibility of spiraling into negativity, it's like I don't spiral into negativity and I even like relish like looking over the edge of that cliff. Look at this poison ivy. Here's something to know. <clears throat> Recognize your poison ivy because it grows up the tree. Look at it. Look at those vines. Look at those shaggy, shaggy vines growing up the tree and then sending out branches so that it just looks like a tree branch. But you walk, you know, you walk through this and let it brush against your face. You got poison ivy. It's tricky like that. And it's got these berries on it, but it doesn't always have berries on it. Keep these leaves of three. And then, uh, well, but something that, something that is happening is that I do sense that I'm emerging somewhat uh, from this sort of like fragmented and overstimulated persona that has been uh, kind of devil may care <clears throat> and then getting into like a space that is indeed a little more open and vulnerable in which I feel I feel less of carried along by the sort of forward momentum of a hyper-stimulated brain and kind of forced a little bit more to deal with what I'm saying with a, a fuller segment of my consciousness, of my awareness. And... I feel, I, I, I seem to be sensing a little more acutely now the, the kind of uh, unknownness of, of what lies in my immediate future in terms of thoughts like I'm feeling more I'm feeling more uh, saliently the fact that I don't know what I'm going to be saying just a few seconds from now and uh, my stomach still hurts a little bit I carumba a little bit. And then I, I burp and I'm like getting that turnip green pesto flavor. A little, little too much raw turnip greens, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, some brassicas maybe, maybe are better off being cooked a little bit. Listen to
And uh, I, I, I think to myself, this is one of these times when I feel more resolutely sure that if I ever watched back this part of the video, I would cringe with disgust. And, and so I'm just like, that's fine, I just won't watch this. It's not ever, it's not really ever a good idea for me to watch these videos back unless I need to like check something technical. But yeah, here, here's when we get into the, the juicy part, geographically speaking. We go through this little enchanted corridor. Oh, we can stop and check this zone out. It's a wonderful ambient buzzing of swarm of flies in the air. some creepy looking uh, things dangling from the ceiling. And thoughts go through my mind. Uh, decision making, analysis. Of what I'm saying and whether it should or shouldn't have to do with the the physical surrounding, but it but or or if it should be purely like always meta analysis of my experience, but it doesn't matter. It's it's all uh, that type of thinking is also a type of dichotomy that. Feel, is beginning to feel like it's second nature to overcome, you know? To not mix, make uh, some kind of distinction between my inner experience and this outer world. But that there's, there's just kind of one condition. Ooh.
the forest of mugwort. Dream-inducing herb. This is what I'm talking about. This is uh, like a new uh, kind of like yogic practice where you say, where you say, down uh, really long. So just take a big deep breath, inhale, and then say, Try it, you try it. Look at this critter. Look at those horns, look at the horns on that baby. Hanging out on some milkweed. It's like the antelope of the insect world. Turned around to show off his shell. Wouldn't you love to live here?
I can't help but feeling that I can't help but feeling that uh, watching this video is like an inferior version of being here. But and so I need to keep talking so that this isn't just doesn't just devolve into a sort of like you know representational type of video where you're like that place is cool I wish I was there instead of just here watching the video of that place and so I have to keep talking in order for this to be something generative and about itself and to beckon your attention to your immediate situation in a more congenial way. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like to uh, be where you're at and maybe be free from <clears throat> the desire to be somewhere else, the desire to be on the other side of that screen, which seems like what most of YouTube is about is like inciting the desire to be on the other side of that screen and therefore thereby keeping us stuck in our seats glued to the screen watching those ads I don't know about you but I can just cannot tolerate these YouTube ads like one second of one of these advertisements just like is so disturbing to me I always use ad blocker. And I I know I've at times at times I've monetized some of my videos and maybe at the time of this speaking maybe my maybe it's like my my sitting and smiling videos are monetized but not the latest walking and talkings. I think that's the current state of things. But, uh, the perfect opportunity to mention that if you want to help me, help me absolve myself of sin, help me, help me stay on the good path, it's enormously helpful if you, if you sign up for my Patreon thing, and even if you donate a small amount, like, even even two dollars a month because these ads are so undervalued sorry i just gotta like lie down a second my stomach hurts uh these ads are so undervalued i mean it's like the amount of money that i get per ad view is like such the the tiniest like thousand of a cent or something like that um, that for me to get two dollars from ad revenue requires just like me like probably like tens of thousands of ad exposures which is just horrible it's horrible what a horrible effect to have on the world on people's psyches to have that many psyches exposed to ads for such an inconsequential amount of money uh, makes me feel terrible about having any of these videos monetized but then in some of these moments 
that I have where I'm like, you know, I'm in my daily life and I like, ha you know, I have an internet bill to pay and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm like, look at all these other YouTubers. All the, all the other YouTubers are monetizing and making money. Uh, why the hell should I just give everything away for free? Like, in some of those moments, uh, I'm kind of like acting a little bit more uh, rapaciously and more in line with uh, society's predominant value system. But uh, you can help me a great deal by signing up on Patreon, even for the small amount, because if you think about it, two dollars uh, replaces like thousands of ad, two dollars a month, you know, that's like the baseline, I'm gonna kill a bug, killing, killing Darth Maul insects from a reclined position. I'm a crusader for good. I'm a crusader. I'm. I'm an eco warrior, as you can see. But like, you know, if you sign up at the lowest amount, two dollars a month, you can replace like thousands of ad exposures, and just th and and it, uh, you know, it. Honestly, there's no excuse for me to monetize any of these videos, but I'm just saying in my weaker moments, which I have, or like my moments of, of like confronting more immediately uh, my material conditions and being uh, more proximitous to the way that capital flows throughout our society. Uh, <clears throat> at times I'm inclined to monetize some videos, but uh, the, more, the more support I have on Patreon, honestly, the less inclined I am to do that. And it, it makes me feel great. And I also think about the volition involved the difference between somebody like having a, a, annoying, a super annoying fucking ad thrust upon them that's designed to brainwash them into thinking they need something that they don't. That's, uh, and, and, and the fact that advertisements use the, the most like emotionally manipulative tactics, you know, this is like, this is like people from get advanced psychology degrees and then are like drawn into advertising to to fucking like uh learn how to psychologically manipulate people in order to extract their money it does not make the world a better place and but then con that compared to uh the evolution when somebody like feels like all right i have i have enough money that like i can donate like two dollars a month five dollars a month twenty dollars a month whatever <clears throat> and i'll still be fine that's a big difference you like it do you, do you like how you like how manipulative of a, of a salesman I am?
you know. My, sa- my sales pitch is, is the most effective the more I believe it, the more that I believe it's true. But what do you think about these advertisers? Do you think they believe it? Do you think they believe what they're, what they come up with in their ads? I've, I kind of feel like to some extent they must, like people that work in advertising must convince themselves. Uh, I mean, they, they must kind of be so inundated with the dominant value system of this of the society uh materialist values that uh in order to allow them to do their job and still sleep at night you know but i know someone i know somebody who 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 works in graphic design she has a you know, and she has like a job with, uh, I think, with some kind of advertising firm. And uh, it eats her up, you know. It devours her soul. But she, she has, a, she's got a mortgage to pay. So I'm capable of being sympathetic to that situation, I guess. But, you know, the more people that kind of like drop out of, um, uh, of, of compromise and of corruption, then like the easier it becomes for other people to do the same thing. Just imagine a world that is like where people are. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I don't need to go on this utopian rant because the danger in going on this utopian rant is is of the danger is. Um, falling for a certain kind of uh, trap of dualism, you know, of, of, of a simplistic idea of the good and of creating a dichotomy between some non-existent good society versus present evil society, which, you know, it's, it's true enough, I guess. But sometimes, sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like I can experience even a, a transcendence of that where I'm not, I'm not understanding these things as evil per se, but as, as, as uh, also expressions of what is, but you know, 
it's like uh, I don't want to be too adherent to my idea of ultimate truth to the extent that um, to the extent that I'm not dealing with relevant with uh, relative truth when it needs to be dealt with there's a bug here that is like v vibrating it is sh it's like shaking back and forth and also this is a very weird bug I I got to get like a macro lens that I can stick over. I got to I got to buy that. I got to buy a macro lens that I can stick over this GoPro. As as soon as I get home, I should do that. Cuz look this bug, you probably can't see it cuz it's too I can't focus that close up, but this thing is crazy looking. All right. Macro lens, macro lens is going to be the next frontier. Of walking and talking. Ah, I'm just, I'm envisioning it now. And then, and we also got to get a telescopic lens so that we can, we can zoom in on this airplane, you know? I mean, I'm always talking about shifts in the, in the scale of our perception. Why not embody that in the videography as well? All the more reason to donate to me on Patreon. Help me buy some lenses that I can stick on this GoPro. I know they exist. And we'll we'll ex we'll extend the capabilities of our visual perception to to correlate with the with the expanding scope of our consciousnesses. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Even though it's hot, like, this kind of feels the, uh, the, the kind of warmth radiating off of this concrete. It's kind of nice. It would be, it would be, feel really nice at night, I think. To just, like, lay on this warm slab when it cools off in the air. There's all these specks on my wrist, and I feel like one one of them felt like it was crawling around, but I don't see anything crawling around. Frogs. And check out those Phragmites reeds growing on top of that fucking building.
Is this a fucking post-apocalyptic dreamscape or what? If it ain't, I don't know what is. You see what I'm talking about, about uh, accepting and finding beautiful something that might conventionally be thought of as uh, ugly and undesirable. I'm stoked to be here. This place like provokes provokes the the mystical for me. I mean, just like, here's where we need the, here's where we really need the telescopic lens again, but like, just watching that steam rising out of those cooling towers, I could just watch that all day. Oh, let me see if I can I can zoom in a little bit for you. Are we still going? Yeah, we're still going. I'm trying to figure out how to zoom. Come on. Come on, camera. Woo. That's nice. Screaming! A frog's in there screaming.
you just like sit, you just like sit somewhere long enough. You sit somewhere long enough and like. Holy shit. Guess it's that time of day. Hold on, I apologize for the handling noise here. It's gonna get a little avant-garde for you. I want to hear that frog inside again. Inside that stairwell. You can rewind the video and hear it again.
There's some black raspberries back there that are not ripe yet. There's a lot. place is very heaven. Should I keep talking? I guess I should. My stomach still hurts. I'll try to keep I'll try to keep this video as being generative and relative to you and your position rather than merely representing my position. Maybe I am, maybe I am losing energy. The yerba mate is wearing off. But, you know, we know what to do. Just keep walking and talking. That's all. I'm just thinking about... You know what I was talking about earlier about uh, accepting a state that one might otherwise reject. So I'm like, and then uh, conceptually I could think there's limits to that where like one's physical well-being like becomes a limit. And it's not like you can uh, accept Something that's threatening your physical well-being. But here, just having a minor stomachache and a little bit less energy. Maybe, maybe there's less energy. Maybe I can summon it by it. Okay. I'm going to lay down again for a moment. Look at that. Look at the, what the fuck? I can't believe that that's an architectural feature.
Like to get to that stairwell, you gotta go outside the building and around that little ledge. What was this architect smoking? I love it. I wanna go in there. I wanna live here. Ow. Look at this. I have a stomachache, so I have an excuse to just lie here and admire this beautiful building. Ow. That's the that's the greenhouse up there. That's that's where we grow all the tropical fruit. You grow all the tropical fruit up there. Like uh bananas. Um Mame Sapota. Lychee. Or lychee. Kiwis. And papaya and a mango and some limes and kumquats and all those like kumquat hybrid things like lime quats that you can eat the whole where you can eat the whole fruit we'll grow all that up there And to get out there, you you go out the little out the little door outside the building around around the curve through the door and up the stairs. And then there's like another orchard on top of the roof. That's a nice big uh, picture window there.
I know it's hard. I know this is hard to watch. I'm uh, I'm I'm so lax. I'm so lax and out of sorts. But maybe it's maybe it's harder to watch if I'm like uh, you know overly apologizing. I I'm I'm imagining now that you'd prefer that I stop apologizing and. Uh, you know, we can just uh, enjoy our time together here. Make the most of it. I'll try to be a good sport. Uh, we are in paradise after all. As I see a like a goldfinch hopping around on those vines, you probably don't see that, but yeah, we gotta we gotta up the we gotta up our videography game here with some attachable lenses. This is this is top notch content. All right, I'll get it. I'll get another wind. I, I'll. I'll call forth a second wind. It's hot. I shouldn't lay here too long or I'm gonna like wanna fall asleep. Let's call forth a second wind of energy. Next time I just gotta come out in the morning before eating anything. Holy shit, there's, are these dewberries? Look at these. I'm not totally sure if this is a blackberry or a dewberry, which is like kind of like a blackberry that creeps along the, on, along the ground, which is chiefly how I recognize it and the fact that it creeps along the ground, but it's also going up there a little bit. Maybe it is a dewberry. Look at here. Look, they all they all have that uh, outside little ledge. That's fucking nuts. What a magical wonderland.
I feel as if I'm testing the boundaries of my laxness in this video. What's permissible? What are my, what are my standards of quality? What range of physiological states may I be accepting of and which ones are to be resisted? For instance, I am, you know, resisting the urge to keep lying down. But I can't really do anything about this like little stomach ache that continues, so I have to accept that. There's been many gaps in talking, but it's also... That's also tangled up with the... Just entang the uh, enchantment of this place. And also another wonderful feature of this place is uh, all the penises on the ground. And they just keep getting longer and longer. As you, as you walk down here, the penises like get longer and longer. So you know we're going in the right direction. But if I, if I, if I really believe in the uh, non-duality of, of self versus world, then maybe it would, would follow that it's, it's okay for me to uh, succumb to the enchantment of this place to allow myself to be swept away by it a little bit in this video. If I can recognize, if I can, you know, figure out how to recognize that as not other than what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Holy shit. This is a goddamn time machine. Holy shit. That is a fucking time machine if I've ever seen one. Holy shit.
I, I am moving here. You just try and stop me. You know, if we can, if we can kind of recognize what's going on with this enchantment as being not other than the, 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 uh, ostensibly inner experience that I seem to always want to privilege in these, uh, in my narration of these episodes. go ahead and try to continue embracing <clears throat> the fragmentation of my own consciousness that I think is maybe brought about by a number of factors of which I have already described, but um, also the, the lack, the, 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 the potential like deficit of look at how many berries there are you know like a, like a, there could be like a, a blood glu glucose uh, thing going on um, I probably didn't sleep that great last night and this you know contributing to short attention span and I recognize that and I'm just trying to enjoy it really because hell yeah, hell yeah. I'll go ahead and pick this up. I'll, 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 I'll just go ahead and assume that this has been uh, sitting in the sun at least a whole day, a hot ass sun that, you know, has, has most definitely like sterilized it from any kind of pandemic germs chemold hawk owen davidson hawk chemold what the hell kind of name is that is that the brand chemold it's all over the grip in this day and age, who the hell calls their shit Kimmeled? Are they not? Are they not with the the trends? You know, that would be like calling your lawn fertilize, fertilization business Kemlon. Now known more appropriately as True Green, Kemlon. You know those little like white signs that you see in people's like. Uh, obnoxiously like green lawns that that fucking consume like so much that waste so much fucking water so they can have a goddamn green lawn as um, a status symbol that they never wa even walk on. Chem lawn. 
nothing but uniform grass, no fucking weeds in here, no little dandelions, nothing getting outside of our control here in our chemlon. Now, more appropriately known as True Green. They did, the company just changed their name. True Green. What would you rather have? A Chemlon or True Green? But we do still have Chem Old. You know, it mean, it says the answer is right there in the name. Chem is old. That's that's the old paradigm of corporate branding. You know. We're distrustful of chemicals now. Chemold. Didn't you get the memo? You have to call your thing like uh uh like something something more rep re reminiscent of the wood, you know? We trust we trust exposed wood. See this part of the ten tennis racket? This exposed wood part of the tennis racket uh, is congenial to our modern day aesthetic and sensibility. Um, but the rest of it, the rest of it should be more like earth tones, muted, more muted colors, and called something more wholesome and natural sounding. Like, uh, I don't know, like, like, old, wood old or something. Isn't that pretty? Are these hemlocks? No, I think they're like firs or something. Whoa, that's crazy. Like they're they're all barren of needles except for the very tippy tops. It's funny. It's like it's actually like uh it's just when they get past the top of that building where they have any needles left on them. That's odd. I mean, maybe they're being strangled by these vines, but, uh... It's funny how, uh, the, the needles just kind of, like, coincide perfectly with the height of that building there. True wood. How about that? Get yourself a genuine true wood racket. Bing. Chemold. You gotta get with the times. Hire me as as your branding consultant. Come on. Who do you got working up there? Some seven seventy year old Fruddy duddy. I'm not saying 70 year olds are fuddy duddies. I'm just saying whoever you got 
coming up with your brand names isn't quite in touch with the the aesthetic that people buy into these days. Now I just need to find a ball or like uh, some lantern flies flying through the air. Looking for something that I feel justified in whacking. Most of these plants, uh, you know, most of these plants seem pretty congenial to this environment. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I know uh, some of them are invasive and whatever, but. Uh, in the context of this industrial ruin. Oh, check this out, dog. Praying mantis egg case. A bunch of little baby praying mantises are gonna come out of there. Sassafras. For all your gumbo filet needs. Queen Anne's lace. Wild carrot. This is just, this is a wild carrot. about it all, just like me. Here's some stuff to whack. I can't even remember any kind of tennis terminology, like what people yell when they're serving.
I'm trying to get you set up here. I promise we got big improvements coming to walking and talking. Big improvements. Gonna be making some changes around here. Gonna kick up the production values. It's gonna be way more entertaining and engaging. You're gonna be glued to the screen. Captivated. Enthralled. on the edge of your seat the entire time. Cutting edge visual effects. A top-notch sound designer. Ooh, look, a tick. Look at that tick going for my backpack. Actually, he was heading towards you. He was trying to get you. How? I've never really followed a tick, you know, to see where it goes. Because usually I see them, they're already crawling on me. See, this is, this is one of the, this is one of the uh, improvements we're going to make around here. Is get the macro lens and then we can look at these critters up close. We can follow this tick and get a, get a more tick's eye view of the world because, you know, what are we doing here if we're not expanding our point of view and extending our empathy towards uh, little critters that we would typically consider our enemies? See, he's probably detect, detecting my carbon dioxide right now and figuring out how to come towards me. He's confused by this rock. I was just holding this rock. I wonder if he like smells my scent on there. I was checking out this rock. It's like, can I suck some blood out of this thing? Crawled under the rock. He's going at these other rocks. It's like, what's going on with these rocks? Maybe he's just looking for something to crawl up. So, but I bet he, I bet you he comes from my hand over here. I bet you he's gonna turn and go towards my hand. Going that way. Yeah, I'm stalking you now, buddy. I'm about to parasitize you. I'm about to give you Lyme's disease. I'm about to give you COVID. About to give you existential crises. About to give you depression and anxiety.
Psych! <laughs> <clears throat> Anyhow, I guess we need a target. We need a target. Whoa, that came close to hitting that bird. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, that's pretty decent. I should, uh, I guess I should I should like put the GoPro on the ten tennis racket to be, uh, you know, like how they do. Oh, here's some, here's some targets up here. I know like when you're watching YouTube and uh, stuff's moving along slow like this, it's hard. Because you got a world of options. You got a whole sidebar of other videos that are way shorter and way sexier that advertise a lot more payoff for your time. I understand it. And then uh, when you just got a guy like hitting rocks with a tennis racket for several minutes, it can be hard to it can be hard to rationalize how the fuck am I spending my time, you know? And so I just I I just want to thank you for the noble work that you're doing of staying with me here. Even though I promise no reward. Well, you know, you're gonna, you'll get out of it what you put into it. I can tell you that for sure. The quality of attention that you put into anything.
is going to have an effect on the quality of your experience. You know, shouldn't I be able to just do this uh, perfectly? Shouldn't I just be able to smash that window on the first try if I can muster the right kind of uh, zen awareness uh, of tennis? Can't I just become, uh, you know, like, spiritually realized and just be able to, like, nail the window on the first try? Isn't that how it works? Zen in the art... Zen in the art of window smashing. I think the key is like I gotta, I gotta, you know, I just gotta practice for a long time. I think that's what they mean, actually. Ugh. Stomach isn't ready for this. engage our mindfulness in this activity. Let's do a little mindfulness exercise. Feel the racket as an extension of your arm. Realize that the window is in here, the window is you. Drop the duality of your, of self versus window. And the window will smash by itself. Drop the feeling of agency. Do not try to smash the window, just smash the window. Wouldn't that have been cool if I smashed the window that try? Oh, snap. All right, let's see, look at this. Look at this shoddy, these shoddy chem old rackets. I've, I've always, I've always known that chem old rackets were crap. Look, you can hardly even whack 10 rocks before they start to fall apart. I'm gonna be writing them a letter and asking them for a refund. See, look, it's new, it's new in package. It's like new, barely out of the box, and we've already broken a string. Chemold, I got a few, I, I have a few things to talk to you about.
Way off. Oh, I broke another string. That rock was too heavy. At this point, I fear it's going to be anticlimactic if I don't smash a window. I think that hit the window. It didn't smash it. I think like the something broke up there. Let's just like say it's good enough, shall we? I'll take another one. Yes, this is what I'm doing with my time. Shut up. That's kind of a satisfying one. Getting better. I'm getting. I'm starting to get a feel for it. Woo! It's getting more fun. I'm getting in the groove. I'm getting in. Getting the flow state. Achieving. Achieving the an athletic flow state. Yeah. If you could be monitoring my alpha waves right now, you'd be like, boy, howdy, be in a flow state. Top performance. Plant-based.
Wasser kosten. Oh, that's the problem. The problem all along is that I haven't been grunting. I forgot about the grunt. Getting into it. We're getting into the flow state. Ow. Oh shit. I'm having some racket difficulties here. It's all the racket's fault. See what I'm saying? Fucking camold! I think I'm gonna have to cancel my sponsorship with Chemold.
Yep. Damn, it is so hot. There's some easier targets. Windows, windows everywhere, but not a rock to be found. Beauty everywhere. I know you I know it's like not very feasible to watch all of walking and talking and probably not even really desirable either. Uh but I kind of enjoy I kind of like that. I don't know, I'd like to give you this idea of uh all this stuff that exists that you could hypothetically watch and like absorb all of, but it's not really necessary. It's like, uh, even from watching some of it, you can kind of get an idea of all of it. And I'll keep going and, uh, there's, there's kind of this iterative thing happening. There's some repetition of themes. Maybe there's even something like some kind of refinement or improvement happening. I'm not, can't, I can't be sure of that. Ugh. It's, it's, my stomach's still not happy. But I feel pretty happy.
There's one berries here. This can be your house if you want. It's nice, it's got two balconies. <clears throat> we'll be neighbors. You ever have that feeling where you just you just wish that you could uh, like poop and so your stomach would feel better? I kind of feel like uh, like my stomach might not feel better until I take some some kind of purgative shit, but uh, that's not like happening at the moment. purifying cathartic catharsis but nonetheless I'm I am, I'm just really happy that I'm doing this right now. I don't necessarily feel the same, quite the same level of uh, this being valuable in the same way as the last episode. Uh, by the way, the last episode, I, I feel like if you want something that's kind of has a little bit more recognizable value and would contribute probably to a clearer mind state, then uh, uh, the previous episode is probably. better for that than this one and this this one like has more to do <clears throat> with acceptance of of, of sub-ideal circumstances or uh, dealing with ugliness uh, and 
and and things like torpor and uh, like idleness, a kind of idleness or something. Damn, there's so many blackberries. Oh, hell yeah. One of those frogs that's like inside the stairwell and echoing. I heard it. What is that sound? What the fuck is that sound? There's water dripping from that ceiling to the ground. I can see it. It did rain a lot yesterday, so there's like water pooled on this on the roof of this building and it's raining down. Raining inside. these bright red spikes of staghorn sumac. You take one of those spikes and you crush it up a little bit with your hands and you just dunk it in some cold water, shake it up and let it let it soak for a few minutes. <clears throat> it turns the water into this lemony pink beverage that's very refreshing like pink lemonade. I had no desire to do it because my stomach feels so fucked up. Maybe one of these days we'll abandon the four-hour format and and figure out how to do something that's a bit more condensed and accessible in terms of time, you know what I'm saying? To be able to, to figure out how to condense the message into something that's more a little more digestible and doesn't take up all your time but but somehow like might 
inform your day might spur you to relate to the rest of your day in a different way but for now this four-hour format has a purpose there's there's a reason for this that I don't even fully understand myself look at all these blackberries there are so many If I were a bird, I would absolutely live here. There would be so much food. Ah, man, I wish I would just be able to take a big dump and feel better maybe at some point. I'll stop the video and maybe that'll happen. There's another Queen Anne Slice, a.k.a. Wild Carrot. A bunch of weird bottle caps. that are ex the exact same color of red as these reddening leaves of the Virginia creeper. And I'm walking this way because in the distance I saw these little pink tufts here that looked a little out of place and I was like, holy mackerel. Is that a friggin' mimosa tree? What are you doing here? Boiling. There's another one over here. Another couple. Aside a beautiful burnt out truck it looks like or smashed out a beautiful skeleton of a truck what a beaut and it's got a wooden barrel in it. A wooden barrel. There's more of the sound of it raining inside that building. 
Holy shit. If I look up here, I don't know how well you can see that, but do you see that light on the ceiling inside that building? It's a reflection of a puddle that's moving from water dripping into it. I can see the reflection of expanding rings inside the water. Ripples on the water are, are like projecting onto the ceiling. What wonders. All right, let me see, let me see if I can, I'm gonna turn off the camera for just a moment, see if I can perform a sort of uh, physiological catharsis, if you know what I'm saying. All right, and we're back. I didn't exactly get the catharsis I was desiring, but maybe some improvement. I'm going to have to reconsider eating turnip green pesto. You know, it's like a... I wonder if this casts, casts some doubt to my presenting myself as uh, being so successfully healthy at avoiding the doctor. You know, but healthy, health doesn't last forever. For anyone. But who needs to say that? Alright, no more lying down. No more lying down on the job. Maybe someday, maybe someday we will get to the point of not needing this four-hour framework. But for now, we need it. It's important. It, hold, it holds this all together. It's, uh, it's like the only thing stable. The only thing uh, repetitive enough to to grant some structure to this. It's it's like, well, it's the, uh, it's like the, 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 it's like the ritual against which I can observe difference. You need a sameness. You need to repeat a thing day after day in order to observe subtle differences. in order to gain a higher perspective on your experience within that framework. And once again, like, I don't think it's important for you to watch every 
single episode. Because you can kind of, you can get the gist of it from watching a portion of it. I mean, episodes are different. They vary widely between each other in terms of my, my state, you know? And also subject matter, but things reoccur. You know, it's limited after all to this particular uh, conglomeration of matter and energy, this this particular uh, <clears throat> perspective of the universe. We're getting closer and closer to the nuclear plant. You know, I don't I don't play video games at all, but uh, I'm f feeling like this is uh, this landscape is like um, I'm guessing that some of you your closest reference would be like some video game level or something because we all love post-apocalyptic fantasy these days. It, look at look at this. Infield End Park. Look at this fence. How ominous. Whoa. And uh, that thing on a tree over there looks like a bat box. A little house for bats to live in.
But when I think about your experience, I think about the possibility of this video disappointing in some regards. As in, uh, I mean, if I if I uh, think about the goal as being to like incite some kind of peak experience or something like that, or some kind of breakthrough of insight, then. Uh, It, it would be possible to view this episode as failing, but as always, that would be a problematic thing to do and that it would be setting up a dichotomy that discounts this very experience here as, you know, something inferior to something else. As not belonging in what we categorize as insight. You set up a dichotomy of looking for peak experiences and you've got a problem because no matter how hard you try, it's only you're only going to be experiencing things of that category a small fraction of your lifetime. And so what of all the what of all the rest of your life? You have to get beyond that kind of dualistic thinking. And so if you if you find yourself like being disappointed at your current experience then question like <clears throat> if there isn't some kind of limitation embedded in what kind of experience you're looking for and I mean uh There are multiple levels on which to think about these things, like, for instance, earlier today, I was in my house, you know, consuming information on the internet, 
and uh, feeling quite scatterbrained and then uh, feeling kind of stir crazy and increasing feeling like I need to get outside of the house and just walk and talk and to get this different perspective on my scatterbrainedness so not necess and so like in a way uh, being accepting of the scatterbrainedness but also assenting towards an activity that would be conducive to uh, a different meta level a different meta relationship to that state so I'm not saying there's no discernment but to let your discernment guide you towards transcending the dualities that you perceive I feel like that's the indicator of growth like I feel for instance I feel actually pretty happy that I uh, <clears throat> can have a stomach ache and feel super and, and feel like uncomfortably hot and exhausted and scatterbrained and and still love this experience I love this experience even through my like exhaustion that you might detect I I feel I feel incredibly happy like I, I love being in this place I love making this video I love the fact that I'm talking to you and that you're hearing me I kind of I'm just like marveling at the contemporary ridiculous if you ridiculousness if you will of our relationship I marvel at the fact that this can exist as a form of media that can be consumed any almost anywhere in the world. Here's my old pal, old Kim.
of black walnut. See, these these are going to be the things that most closely resemble a tennis ball that we're going to find around here. When these things get big, they can get almost to the size of a tennis ball. What if, yeah, I don't know. This could be like, ooh, another, a weird fly. Ooh, sorry, we missed it. This is a bit of a ecological wonderland in addition to the industrial ruins. I've seen deer here, so there's, you know, some megafauna. There could be a giant ground sloth living here. I know I don't make this easy. I'm not packing in the content in a condensed, easily digestible way. It might be a little bit like a treasure hunt at times. It could be hit or miss, so to speak. Uh, but in some way, it's all it's all hit. Okay, I'm gonna see if I'm just like trying to snap out of it or something. I'm trying to snap out of my like my mild torpor and delirium and see if I can uh, by by dint of willpower sharpen up a little, sharpen up a little, Bennett. Wake up. Snap out of the heat. Induced torpor. Put a, put a little pep in your step. I just need a, I need a, I need a coach breathing down my neck, you know what I'm saying? Look alive, Bennett. You're on YouTube broadcasting to thousands of viewers. 
Thousands of people are watching you, Bennett. Look alive. That's what I need. I mean, I, I guess I can have that in, I can, I can have that voice in my own head. Look alive, Ben. <clears throat> there's thousands, there's uh, cumulatively thousands of hours of looking happening in this video. You know, if I think about that, I'm like, holy shit, I better make this good. See, see here's the, uh, this, this guy's, uh, older brother. He didn't fare so well either. I'll let them rest together. Look alive, Bennett. You don't want to be wasting accumulative thousands of hours of people's lives. Alright, I swear I'm not I swear I'm not wasting your life. I swear I'm not wasting your life. You're learning something. Even if even if you held me as an idol, you were like you were like Ben. You inspire me. Ben, you are propelling me towards enlightenment. Ben, you are, you are heartening me for the stretch towards spiritual growth. And then, and then this fucking video comes along and you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Ben? You're fucking dicking around in some abandoned industrial park whacking rocks towards windows with a tennis racket lying on the ground squishing bugs and complaining about your stomach ache what the fuck's wrong with you Bennett so if I may demystify, demystify myself continuously if I may you know, shatter the, like, whatever goddamn mystery people perceived around sitting and smiling, which there never was anything more than what's on the surface. There's nothing more to it. It's, it is what it is. It's just sitting and smiling. You don't have to understand anything else about it. Give it a rest. Come on. There's no fucking conspiracy going on. <clears throat> If I may continue to demystify all of that shit and shatter whatever mystique has grown up around me, then there could be the danger of you, my internet friend, looking towards yourself for the answers rather than towards me. And with that in mind, I have no regrets, no worries about quality, no worries about how engaging or captivating these videos are.
No worries about disappointing you. Disappointment could be a good thing for you, my friend, my internet friend. If something outside of yourself resonates with you and you feel drawn towards it and you, you want to follow it, follow it. And then if it once at the time you eventually become disillusioned with whatever you are inspired by originally, that's progress. You have an idol and, and you learn from that idol until you become disillusioned and you're like, uh, uh, based on my experience and my thorough reality checking, uh, I don't particularly resonate with this aspect of your point of view, then that's a good thing. Then you, you are moving into your own perspective. Stopping to, stopping looking towards something outside of yourself for the big answers. Because I am just as fucked up as you, if not more so. But you know, like, fucked up, I, I, I say that in a, a, a sort of consciously relative way. Like ultimate, like in the way that I'm thinking more and more, hopefully, hopefully, uh, fuck, you know, I say something like I'm fucked up and it has a total, it has just a, a relative meaning. And I say it also in a somewhat endearing tone. Embracing.
Man, my, my timing's just like a little bit off for these berries. This is gonna be a freaking feast. I mean, these black raspberries may be starting, maybe starting in a few days. And the, the blackberries have a little more time than that. But man, like, you put on a, on like a, a thick trench coat. This is what my dad used to do. We had this big blackberry patch in the backyard and he would, uh, you know, it's all, they're thorny. He would just put on a thick trench coat and just walk through all those brambles, picking the blackberries. And then you just throw them on some vanilla ice cream and you got uh, summer. Bake a pie, blackberry pie. That's, that's living. If, if you, if you'll forgive my kind of like <clears throat> Norman Rockwell-esque Americana uh, sentimentality uh, grasping towards this, this uh, objects of sensual pleasure. You know, because you like, it's it's like you you uh, you sort of love those rituals, <clears throat> kind of for fun, you know. Like you you have these like yearly rituals, like I gotta I gotta eat some blackberries on some vanilla ice cream every July. Uh, Knowing full well that like uh like that that uh sensual experience is not like inherently something to be total like totally desired and attached to, but In in recognizing the void of meaning, like, why not? Why not cling to these little things and just enjoy and just, like, love these little things? Especially, especially if they, like, have some kind of family history. And they, they bring this, like, uh, sense of, of rhythm to your years aligning you with the changing seasons connecting you with memories if you can't enjoy little things like that you know what can you enjoy
you can you can like choose to you can choose to like really love little little shit like that you don't have to you don't have to constantly like self negate and uh float totally unmoored in the void Also, it can be it can be very enjoyable to uh, posit those uh, little like personal preferences as absolute truths. For instance, to to say that blackberry pie is the best thing in the universe, and, and f to say that for everyone, to everyone. And uh, if someone is not a fan of blackberry pie, you can be like, you're fucking nuts. And that's fun, that's fun to do. That's, I feel like that's what sports teams, spectator sports are all about. To fucking pretend like your, the, your town sports team, like, that that it matters whether they win or lose and that like if they lose like the universe has has, has tilted uh unredeemably towards evil and doom and that if they win then god's grace is raining down upon the world and that if someone Someone else likes a different sports team. They're a fucking asshole. <laughs> they're they're an idiot. They're a degenerate, low life scumbag. They like a different team, and that's fun. You can even you can even beat beat each other up. Like the soccer hooligans, physical violence. You like a different sports team? Fuck you, motherfucker. It's fun. It's all fun. it's all good fun. Cuz you know, if you don't cling on to stupid shit like that, then you're just floating in the void of meaning. It's not like it's not like we could come to a healthier and more uh, you know, realistic <clears throat> understanding of our global interrelations and dependencies on each other or something like that and start ascending towards 
uh, a spirit of global cooperation and camaraderie in order to solve the world's increasingly global problems or something like that. This always happens as the uh, sun starts going down, I get quieter and quieter. Just something about uh, the energy. Uh, somehow I feel like I, I have to take on like uh, some more reverent feeling or something when the sun, sun starts going down. I mean, and maybe it's something about uh, the atmosphere of a place like this uh, as the sun starts to set because, you know, more frogs start chirping and the birds start going nuts. And, uh, you know, my own boisterous blabbering. starts to feel a little bit more intrusive. So I start to talk a little bit quieter and more sparsely. But, you know, maybe this is me just making excuses because I'm fucking tired of talking. In the best way.
you know, like in another in another world, this video. Hello. Hopefully, hopefully that wasn't the nuclear plant blowing up. Um, in another world, there's that wild asparagus again. I think. I think that's what it is. In another world, and there's that fucking Darth Maul, motherfucker. I uh, jump, see it jump like that. Let's get it. All right, your turn. Get him. I think you hit him. Some cool. Is that a some weird kind of lightning bug? It looks kind of like a lightning bug. But not exactly. On that milkweed. There's also like a spider. There's also a spider. Whoop. He fell off. Another little bug. Alright, macro lens. I'm I'm buying a macro lens. I mean, I always when I get to the point of, of buying something, I I really often succumb to my anti-consumerist leanings, and I'm like, ah, I could probably do without that thing. I don't want to fucking support the sweatshops and and the fucking Amazon warehouses and the fucking extractive processes of obtaining materials to make these technological things I succumb to that and I'm like ah fuck it I'm not buying I'm not giving these assholes my money but I'm telling myself now I'm telling you just just to hold myself accountable that a little macro lens I can stick on the on the GoPro might might be worth it you know if I have decent enough reviews if they're not crappy So I'll, I'm gonna buy it. Uh, you wanna help me out? Give me some money. Give me some money. Give me some money. I, I, I gave I gave a much more like um, wholesome and and better explanation about financial about the 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 moral ethic, the moral implications of you donating to me on Patreon earlier in the video so I'll shut up about it now and keep with the, keep up with this top-notch content exhilarating this field teasel here is pointy Things I guess they called it teasel because they used to use it to tease out uh, fibers for making fabric or something like that way back in the day.
I'm back geographically at the beginning. I've I've totally lost track of time, and I'm. Um, Well, I was about to say that I'm like semi-delirious, <clears throat> but to be honest, I'm just like, I'm some kind of combination of like, whatever kind of trippiness we can talk about that is brought in, on by engaging in these uh, four hour long exploits. And uh, that combined with uh, my exhaustion and stomachache and uh, heat uh, but I uh, considering all those factors I feel like I can kind of like account for my mental state right now which is always reassuring But I think we do, I think uh, I think we got something like this like eight or nine more minutes. Oh man, I'm tired. I'm just trying to think about the implications of ending the video or not ending the video. Alright, we got a little breeze going on here. A little cool breeze. You know, I'm on that edge where I'm like... Am I just, am I like totally slipping downhill to where I'm like incapable now of, of saying anything of any kind of redeemable worth or do I need to push that edge a little bit and maybe I'm going to realize something well, I sense myself I, se I sense myself like uh, displaying my reactions towards physiological phenomena. So, for instance, I'm like expressing my exhaustion in various physical cues and judging myself for not maintaining as stoic a countenance as I might be able to 
and seeing some of this expression as being unnecessary indulgence but there you have it <clears throat> I will I have learned a lot from this experience I hope you have too and I am looking forward as I hope you are as well to big things to come in the walking and talking series including a macro lens and maybe even some kind of teles telephoto lens so that we may extend the limits of our perception and expand the scope of what we identify with in this reality. Alright, let's knock it off. Bye!